What's up, Sissonville? Welcome to episode three of The Ville Talks, a new podcast brought to you by the Sissonville Strategic Media Club. On this episode, the hosts laugh about their favorite cartoons from both childhood and now. Then, the hosts are joined by a special guest, Sissonville High School Principal, Dr. Gene Smith. Dr. Smith was recently named Kanawha County Schools Principal of the Year. He opens up about his childhood, shares lessons he learned from his time in the military, talks about his vision for the school and the community, and even compares himself to Ricky Bobby. Yes, you heard it right. The man has jokes. All right, here's episode three. Hey, what is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Ville Talks, episode three. Uh, this is your host, Tristan Ports, and I am here with the man, Peyton Butcher. I am a man, unlike Tristan. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna ride this joke <laughs> until make it's it a completely dead. Oh, we should make a shirt. That'd be a good shirt. Oh, I'm yeah. not a man. I'm not a man. I'm not a legend. That'd be awesome. Ville Talks podcast. <laughs> and I'm here with a s- two special guests. Actually, uh, we got the Carson Too Breezy. Carson Vance. Are you serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> and we got the football star, Michael Fisher. Yeah, I'm not all state, but I'm a, I do okay. Yeah, He's uh, here. Okay. He's all county. We're getting there. Something. You've got time. I'm getting there. Yeah. So I have a question for you Wait, guys. Wait, you didn't introduce me. Oh, yeah. Come on, buddy. You should, everybody knows who you are already. Big oh, young life leader guy. Okay, that's fine. The man Sam Scott. Hey, He's here up? with us. Hey, everyone. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded right. really... Yep. Well, I have a question for you guys. What's your favorite cartoon? Oh. You'll go first, Sam. Oh, me? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to switch start to you. I need a qualifier, though. I need you to let me know. Is it um, favorite cartoon growing up or favorite cartoon now? You still watch cartoons? <laughs> That's fair. Uh, sometimes? Just I don't growing know. up. Growing up. Okay. Uh, growing up. Um, I would say probably Rugrats. Did you guys ever watch Rugrats, or was that no? no. Bit, Never. I've seen a couple episodes. Yeah, it's probably uh, after your time. But Rugrats is the one that I watched the most. And then, um, okay, this is like embarrassing. This is me cracking my heart open to you guys. But his finger went all the way in the belly button. Okay, it's <laughs> <laughs> a callback. Um, so no, this is my. I think I I did. I will admit that I watched Barney, the Purple Dinosaur. Way later into life than I should have. So you were like I've a teen and watch it. Episode. Wait, what'd you say? I've seen every episode. Of Barney? Yeah. No no me too. Really? Wow, thanks, Wait, guys. I, I think I've so seen it too. About myself. I love Barney. Barney. Barney was good. Great. Wait, what'd you say? How old were you? Uh, I was pro- honestly either fifth or sixth grade when I stopped watching Barney. Oh, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy, dude. I watched it when I was like four. I, don't, I know. I'm telling you, I watched Barney too long. Okay, I'm done talking. Is that a cartoon? Yeah. yeah. Does that yeah. count? It's an inanimate object. Say so. yeah. All right. What about you, uh, Peyton Butcher? Uh, probably Teen Titans Go. The mm. Great newer, show. The newer one. Great show. I yeah. could I could still watch that today, honestly. It. This yeah. is showing the age difference between you guys and me because yeah. I've never even heard of that show. What well, since we're talking age difference, I'd say mine is personally uh, Tom and Jerry. Oh, classic. Tom and Jerry is a good one. It's a go-to. That I is a good that. one. Yes, sir. Wake up on the weekends or whenever and just... Tom and Jerry. That came out, here. I think, when my mom was little. Really? My mom was born in 63, and I think it was like she grew up watching Tom and Jerry. She looks like she's in her 20s. Okay. <laughs> Careful. Wow. It's, uh, just, just complimenting Careful. her. Just wow. complimenting her. What about our special guest over there? Yeah. Carson. Uh, 
I'd have to go with uh, Blue's Clues. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. That one's the on classic top. or the new one? The classic. Okay. You can't go with the new one. You just got to go. Like if you're listening to the new one. Eh, that's a pretty good cartoon. What about you, Michael Fisher? Going to be a little classic. SpongeBob SquarePants was an all-time favorite for me. Right before school, I would always watch SpongeBob. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. I never got to watch SpongeBob. You know, I, I never uh, missed my parents. Yeah. Really? Um, they were those ones, the ones that wouldn't let you watch. Yeah. SpongeBob. Were you guys allowed to watch Harry Potter? Yeah. 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 I just yeah. never really. I was. A Did Star you say Wars no? Dude. Oh, Star Wars. Oh. You weren't allowed to watch Harry Potter? No, I just never watched it. Oh. My mom didn't not let me watch SpongeBob, but she didn't like it. You know, I didn't really like it. That one, what was the episode where um, they go to that creepy amusement park? You know what I'm talking about? The d- uh, b- Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. What's it called? The Hooks. The Hooks. Did, did bum, you not bum, see that? Bum. Maybe, I don't know. It's like where the Hooks take them out of the... Yeah, okay, is like that it? Fisherman. Big Bottom Valley or Deep Bottom? Something like that. Oh, where Patrick thought it was the cheese? Is yeah, that what you're and talking he like about? grabs it and it yeah. takes him out of the ocean. It's that episode scared me. Whatever the one they went with the glove, you know, they had the the gloves on a bl- the balloon gloves. That you guys, you don't know what I'm talking about. You're just being nice and nodding your head. Yeah, no, I basically. Don't remember that one. I mean, I just told you I don't. I yeah, he ate, the, he ate the little mini gloves as like gummies. He yes. thought that they were gummies, but it was actually mini gloves for your yes. fingers. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I remember. yeah. that episode scared me. So that kind of scarred me on SpongeBob a little bit. All right. Well, those were some uh, weird, weird um, mash of cartoons. So. Uh, <laughs> Got a couple of homecoming days coming up yes. this week. Big homecoming week. This the school is actually buzzing right now with not literally buzzing, but like activity. It's on fire. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> you can say that. That's not just right. kidding. Uh, so th- people are here right now, decorating yeah. hallways. Yeah, they're everybody. I said people are here right now, and literally everybody turned their head and looked to the door. So we were uh, just roaming the hallways a minute ago. It looks like the themes are. Candyland, Sissonville Candyland, the decorated, yeah. the decorated um, uh, hallways. Sophomores look like Willy Wonka, Chocolate Factory, uh, Despicable Me, Despicable Me. Oh, juniors sophomores. are Willy Wonka. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Yeah. I mixed up. Yeah. And seniors are Minecraft. Minecraft. Which and is it's dope. fine that we're saying this because by the time the podcast releases, people yep. are going to be able to see him. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So apparently, this was a fun tradition that, like, when older people, like if your parents went here, they used to do it, and they stopped doing it for a while. The so hallways? Yeah, the hallways. It's hmm. a cool idea. Yeah, I love the hallways. What are the dress-up days for this year? Mm, I believe Monday is anything but a backpack day. Uh, so you, you guys know what you're wearing Anything tomorrow? but a backpack. Do you know what you're wearing? Uh, I say I want to bring a uh, either my sister's uh, little pink toilet that has not <laughs> been used, obviously, <laughs> okay. or a, uh, you know what a cozy coupe is? No. It's a car with a big handle on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, the feet yeah. dangle. Yeah. Yeah. I have mine. I built it right before I came here. Sweet, sweet, sweet. I just nice. threw rope on a giant suitcase, and I'm going to, like, wear it on my back. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you guys? Do you want you to bring in tomorrow for anything but a backpack? Uh, I think I'm either going to do this bag that my mom brings that uh, she packs food usually because everyone talks about how I eat food the whole entire day of school. That's amazing. Or a suitcase. That is fact. There you go. Mm-hmm. Carson, what do you I think? I have no idea. Oh, are you what serious right now? You're really running out of no time. Idea. Did you say what you're bringing, Peyton? Yeah, I'm bringing a kayak. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> Wait, how does that w- How are you going to do that? I just tie it up in the back of my dad's truck, drive it here, and carry it inside. You're just going to carry around all day? No, we leave them in the commons. Oh, uh, okay. Wow, so many rules. All right, so Friday we have the homecoming pep rally at 1.30. Yep. We have the parade beginning at 6. So just so you know, Sissonville, if you're out driving around, you will not be able to get 
through the main drag past uh, uh, 6 uh-huh. o'clock. And then the game begins at 7.30 against Poka. Poka. So the mascot is a dot with legs and arms. <laughs> <laughs> okay, can I tell you a story about that? Yeah. Uh, so I went to Hoover. Don't hold it against oh. me. Uh, collective sigh. I know. Uh, but, 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 but. Um, I was the mascot in high school, like Peyton. And I was the husky. And at, at a game, I got in a fight with the polka dot. That is hilarious. Yeah, but they, it have, was they actually have a mascot. <laughs> yes, they do. And his arms, no. his arms go out the front, and so it was staged. The whole thing was staged, right? So you know, imagine the the whole the big circle, and his arms are out the front, kind of yeah. like a zombie walk. And so the whole thing was staged. I was like, hey man, like the student section really wants me to get in a fight with you. Like, <laughs> what do you think? Like, do you want to do it? And so uh, he was like, yeah, that's great. Like, how about I'll go over there with you, and I'll lose, and then you come over to our side with me, and I'll win, right? So it was like a one v one, and he's like the only thing is that you have to like help me up when you knock me over because he can't get up <laughs> you know it's because uh, <laughs> his arm you know his arms are straight out and so i uh we do it we get in a fight and you know i'm like knock him over and there was this like small part of me that thought about leaving him you know and just like walking away but i didn't i went back and i helped him up but so you, did li- you did leave him, but you came back and picked him up. Yeah, well, I started to walk away, and I was like, that's mean. Like, I'm gonna go. <laughs> so you were going to do I'm going to go pick him up. That's yeah. fine. Who won that football game? I don't remember. Polka dot. This is like, I mean, we're talking like 10 years ago, you know? It's not that long, Sam. I know, but I don't really remember. Well, speaking of football, we actually have one of the captains of the football team here. Um, I'm going to just talk about the past game against Hoover Friday. That was uh, a great game. It was a great game. I really enjoyed watching it. Um, we performed pretty good. I'll honestly say, Fish, that that was my, that was the best high school football game I've seen in a couple of years. Like 100%. it was just fun to watch. It was I a appreciate good game. that. Yeah, I personally thought that we did really good. Mm-hmm. We came off strong the first half, and you know, it's just it's a rougher year this year, and I still think even though with a smaller depth chart, we still pulled out really strong, and it's definitely a rival. Hoover's always been a rival with us. And we kept our cool. We didn't do anything that's unnecessary. We were just mature about it. And I liked it. I like that we could stay together and not have to be idiots. Right. Well, you mentioned um, the fact that you guys are a younger team. And I'm actually, I'm trying to find it right now. But Joey Fields, the head football coach at, at Hoover. Yeah. Um, mentioned in an article about you guys, he had, a, he had a really nice quote. And it was before the game, but he said, Talking about playing the game, he said, I'm excited. It's teams that know each other and have a historic rivalry. They're playing, they, Sissonville, are playing a lot of young kids, and it seems like Sissonville played a lot of young kids the last two years. They're a group that finds ways to score. They play really hard on the field, and that's what pops up on film is how hard they play. We have to match their effort and their intensity and level from the start. And so I really thought that, like, I mean, you guys set the pace for the game. I feel like Hoover kind of came back in a way. Like, I feel like the game was ours at the beginning and then – yeah, like when they scored the first play, I figured some people's momentum would go down because that's obviously not a great thing to happen. But no one no one went down at all. We just kept pushing and pushing. And when we scored that first drive, when Malachi got that catch, everyone was just so excited and eager just to play the rest of the game. Yeah. Well, it's fun for the fans, too. Yeah, the fans were into it. Yeah. Yes. I know I was. Yeah. I lost my voice. Because it's been a bummer season yeah. pretty much overall, you yeah. know. So it's fun. Like, yeah. we're like, oh, like, Hoover, the best team in the state. Well, not really this year, but last year at least. And, and you know, it's like, oh, rivalry. L. And, you know, so. I will yeah. say one thing for the fans. 
I would be ready to show up for them games because I think we can win a few at the end. Yeah. I think we're going to close out with a good amount of wins. Good. Okay. 100%. You but hear that, people? We need fans. You need to make an attempt to come to the game. Yeah. Heck, I think if we get enough people at the student section, we need to have an own name for them. Like, make a little banner and put it on the front of it or yeah, something. that'd be fun. Yeah. But until then. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> it's time for a little break, and then we'll hear from our, uh, our special guest. All right, it's time for a word from our sponsors on a segment we like to call Guess That Sponsor. Roll time. Is this week's sponsor Kogel's Pickled Balloon? <laughs> Kogel's Pickled Bologna Packaged in Spiced Vinegar, Walmart Brand Cream Cheese, or Lisa Godwin Insurance. If you guessed Lisa Godwin Insurance, you're correct. Thank you, Lisa Godwin, for being one of our media team sponsors. Visit her for all your insurance needs. Back to our special guest. All right, we're back after that quick break, and we are here with the very special guest, Dr. Smith. What's up, homie? Um, we got a couple. We got a couple questions for you, um, Sam. You start yeah. us off. Yeah. First off, thanks for coming. Oh yeah, great. I'm glad you guys have me. This is fun. Yeah. Um, Doctor Smith's a big podcast guy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, mostly like most uh, Gen Gen X guys, I'm a big Joe Rogan fan. Oh so yeah. That's mostly <laughs> that's mostly what I'm watching. Um, I, I saw some short clips of uh, Andrew Tate and my daughters. <laughs> just, they were like, "Are you listening?" I was like, "No, no, I'm not." It was. It's a it's a it's a YouTube reel. I'm not. I don't know. Right. I'm not. I'm not a fan. <laughs> they thought I was watching. It was all about him. Oh so man, that's maybe funny. Because we got the same haircut. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thanks for coming. Um, real quick, just just tell us your story. Like, what's your story? You're from Sissonville. I am. I am. You're a homegrown guy. Like, tell us about growing up in Sissonville. You know, what was that like? Well, for me, I I mean, everybody, the, well, a lot of people that that know me, they they knew I had a very very hard upbringing i grew up on the other side of uh, wolf pen mm -hmm. and you know just surrounded by by drugs violence um it was especially at, at a young age uh, coming up around all that um you know education wasn't wasn't important i matter of fact i even had had uncles and and cousins that they would they'd make fun of you they mm -hmm. would they you know they smack you around if you did well in school so luckily for me i, I didn't do well in school so <laughs> i didn't i didn't get that that beating all the time, but you know other people uh, did. The the district that I, I lived in, that I went to Bottom Elementary, it's no longer a, an elementary school anymore, but it was it was kind of weird. Um, everybody that lived in that area, we went to Wilson when it was a junior high, mm -hmm. and then later on Stonewall Jackson. So we played sports out here, played little league, played midget league, played football. Knew all these guys from from Sissonville, but then when we went to junior high, we had to go. Well, you know, they say out here we went in town. <laughs> right. Um, so it was it was kind of a different experience. You know, we grew up out in this this rural area and then went went there. So um, one of the biggest challenges of that was when we went to kid with kids in the West Side. They didn't want to be friends with kids from Sissonville. Yeah. And then when we came back out here, they was like, well, we don't want to be friends with kids from in town. And I was like, like one of them was Coach Mike. I was like, Mike, we played football together. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like I literally back. I literally saw you this weekend. Right. And. Uh, so it was, uh, you know, coming up through there and then, then back out to um, Sissonville in the 90s. You know, it's um, around, around 11th grade, I kind of got my act together, um, got some credits made up, um, did things the, the hard way. And um, it's when I met Amy, who's mar married to now, and she, she helped keep me on track. Yeah. So it was, um, 
it, it wasn't all fun growing up, but I, I don't regret the experience that I, that I had. It, it makes me see things in a, in a different perspective. I oftentimes hear people say, oh, the, these, these kids nowadays, these kids that, these kids that, in a, in a real negative light. I, I think a lot of people were just blind to, the, to what was going on outside of them in, in high school, because to me, a lot of what these kids are doing is a lot tamer than what, what I saw. Right. Things that I was exposed to um, by in, in the youth. So my family is still there's uh, there was me and I have a I have a cousin and, and a few others that 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 did well and, and we were lucky enough to realize that you didn't have to pick between um, being tough and being smart. Hmm. That they kind of go go hand in hand. You don't have to. Yeah, it's. It's it's a it's a symptom of, of rural poverty that those kind of things you, you may not be able to go to school all the time you may not be able to do well in school you may not be able to read very well you may not be able to 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 do math but you can look good yeah. or you can have a good body or you can fight well or you can and and these are all you know it's, there's been studies and studies done about this uh, Ruby Payne writes extensively about it um, but it's uh, it's an unfortunate side effect of of poverty, things are very uh, materialistic, very shallow. You know, it's the the things that are important right now at that second are what important. Not, not your education, not your retirement. Um, you know, having, doing. I had a bunch of uncles. They they're they're great people. They've worked hard their entire life. They they were able to, to work construction and and do things kind of under the table and and make a lot of cash money. But now they're in their their late sixties. And they don't have a retirement. They don't mm -hmm. have. So it was, it, it was, it was kind of being able to recognize that cycle and and break that cycle of poverty. Um, it's, you know, it's kind of what I always keep with me that I, you know, if I can, if I can, if I can help any kid break that or do that, it's you know, it's more than just being poor. Poverty is a, a mindset. Yeah. So, so being great. able being able to recognize that is, is helped me out tremendously, especially in my own community. You know, it's, it's hard to pull the wool over my eyes. I've I admire the fact that you understand some of the struggles and barriers that part of our student population has to overcome. And so you are graceful with that. Like you give them grace and you help them through that. And you understand that, that certain things are going to be the way they are in their life. But you also have your doctorate and you also understand what it takes to have the, the, the life that you want for your students. And so you will say, hey, I, I understand what is going on in your life, but I want to help you give the give you the tools that you need to, to move on. To no, move absolutely, forward. absolutely, yeah. It's the, and I, I think a lot of them, you know, they come from a background where they think they have to, they have to choose. You know, you, the, the, you look back, not, not just kids that come from rural poverty and come from a, a stressful situation or come from a toxic environment. You know, there's oh, there are stereotypes about about athletes. Like they, if they're a jock, they're stupid, or they have, they had to pick one or the other, or they don't come to school all the time. That's 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 not necessarily always the case, and it's not necessarily because you don't have to, to to pick and choose. You can be you can be a scholar, you can be an athlete, you can be a, be a fighter, you can be a you can. You know, like I tell the kids, you know, party, party on your own time. I know what teenagers do. I know what teenagers do on your own. But when you're on the clock, when you're here, we're working to be a better person. You know, um, you know I, I hope they make better choices on their time, right. but also know the realities of the, the world. Yeah. So it's, 
just you know having those candid conversations with them you let them know that i know exactly what's going on you know i i drive by the parking lot at two in the morning sometimes i, I see who's out right i know <laughs> you know what i mean i i, I ride my four-wheeler on the same trails they ride four-wheelers <laughs> on i you know i i hunt the same patch of woods i i know right uh, you know so it's um doesn't make them doesn't make may say that they're bad people it just means that they could be making poor decisions and they just need a little guidance or maybe maybe just remind them to be safe uh, Mr. Top G Smith, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell us about your military experience and what it meant to fight for our country. Well, I was pretty much the baddest Marine to ever walk the face of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> I could carry I could carry two loads and enough chow for six people. <laughs> I don't no. know what any of those words mean. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what chow means? Food, I guess. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it's fat. Yeah, every, you got morning chow, noon chow, and afternoon chow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, for it was uh, I was uh, just your average average Marine. wasn't anything, uh, wasn't recon, wasn't wasn't anything like that. I was a I was a combat engineer, and what a combat engineer is is they it's kind of um, it in the Marines. If you're not infantry, the infantry makes fun of, of everyone. They call them pogues. Make it, uh, it means personnel other than grunt, which actually I think it means it would be pog. It wouldn't <laughs> yeah. really mean pogue, but it's they didn't really give us the same flack as combat engineers because we have the same mission and the same job as, as the infantry, except our, we would clear obstacles, um, use demolition, place landmines, dig up landmines, um, do uh, rough vertical construction, construct obstacles. You know, it's kind of like both sides of the coin where we may build an obstacle to, to reroute someone into a choke point for an ambush, or we may take down an obstacle to keep from getting caught in, a, mm. in an ambush. Um, I did that, and then uh, that that was all fun. But the duty station that I actually was in in the Marines, it was a uh, it was a range maintenance section, and and I was there for a while, and I absolutely loved it. It was uh, we didn't have the same platoon structure. It was more laid back, and we just went out and set up for for training for other people to train. And then if someone would get lost or something would happen out there, we knew. The, the entire training area of 29 Palms, so we would get tasked out to go uh, to go look for them or, or do whatever. Uh, I wasn't lucky enough to ever, nobody, <laughs> I guess everybody was lucky enough to not get lost, so I never had to, had to go out and uh, do that. Um, and, you know, I was stationed in 29 Palms, which most Marines, when you're in the Marine Corps, you are on a rotation where you, you train for, um, you train for six months, and then you go on deployment for six months or you may train for nine months and be on deployment for a year or just because uh, there's always Marines out in the ocean on boats called the Marine Expeditionary Unit. Or, and I, I didn't have to do that. You know, lucky me, you know, I joined to see the world and get some adventure, but no, I was stuck in 29 Palms. Fortunately for us, most of the wars we've been fighting has been in the desert and has to do with desert training. So all the training that I would need and all the resources was right, was, was right there. So I didn't. Um, I didn't get to travel much when I was in the in the Marine Corps, but um, after that I joined the National Guard. I was going to go to college, get college tuition and a free kicker and all this stuff, and I was waiting to get new uniforms in, you know, because I still had the ones when I was in the Marine Corps. But now I joined the Army Guard, and I went to before I even went to the first drill. I went to Germany with them. This was in uh, the summer of 2001. And we got back late summer, 
and I hadn't even made the next drill yet, and then that's when September 11th happened, and I was activated after that. So um, after September 11th, I was, did various things with the, the guard unit, and then in 2003, I got activated, and we went to, to Iraq, which is, so it's kind of where I joined the, joined the Marine Corps to get some adventure and see the world and, and do all those kind of things, and then it would end up with the National Guard as the one I actually deployed and right. went, to, went to war with. Yeah. So it, it's quite an experience, not, not taking away from what the, the, the National Guard does, but um, I, I felt a little out of place just coming off active duty in the Marines being with a, a reserve unit in an actual combat zone. Uh, sometimes I was more afraid of getting <laughs> getting shot by, right. by somebody that had uh, didn't have the experience handling the, the weaponry and doing the things that we did at, at the same level I did, but uh, it turned out that I served with the best bunch of guys, Marines, Army, whatever, they were they were all great, the, the engineer unit I was with. I, I don't think they're combat engineers anymore. It was the 1092nd Combat Engineer Battalion. I think they do like construction work now, but at the time we were still combat engineers and they were, it was, it was great. How would you say that that was, like, in what ways did that season of your life shape you? Well, I was still young enough to where I, I didn't, didn't really realize the, the weight of what I was doing, the, the, actual, the actual risk of, of what I was doing. You know, I was 25 years old, 24 years old. Um, you still have this sense of, invulnerability that it's happens to other people even though you see it happen to other people your own age you see things but it, it never never really hits that it, it could be you next um, until later on and then you, you know you, you have to have to deal with that but um, I, I think that I've always been done well at handling myself under pressure um, I'm not saying that I like pressure and constant stress all the time but it, and I'm not bragging or anything but I I like those kind of environments. I like when there's a lot of things going on and you have to make solid decisions and trust in your decision making and, and, and see things through. So it's, um, I try to carry that with me, you know, put things in perspective. You know, I often joke with other principals and, and whoever, just they, I like messing with them, but, you know, I say it's, they're, they were worried about COVID. And I said, well, at least nobody's shooting at us. Sure. <laughs> you know, they're worried about the new Weavis 2.0. And I was like, well, Parking lot's clear. There's no roadside bombs. <laughs> right. yeah. You know the, the and and I I do I get aggravated at, at things just like everyone else. But right. just just kind of put things in perspective and, and to know all the 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 way that we have it here, right. uh, just in in the United States, it's kind of kind of keeps me grounded. You yeah. know, there's no there's no sense in being mad. There's no sense in losing your cool over things that that, that don't matter. There's there's no sense in fist fighting in the parking lot. There's no none of those things. I mean, it's there's there's things worth fighting for. I mean, there 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 really are, but there's the, the aggravation and the those kind of things. It's it's not worth it. So it's I'm I'm, I'm glad for those experiences. You know, even though I have to deal with with things from time to time, just the you know I, have, I battle with PTSD and uh, when I first come back. But I think it's a I think the trade off is is worth it. The tools that I got there helps me in my job now so right. I can and I'm I'm capable to deal with the things that I have to deal with mentally on, on my own and get through it mm -hmm. so it's um, you, you take the good with the bad right well thank you for your service mr. Smith. oh thank you thank um, you what brought you into the education field uh, why did you want to be an educator well I, the, the 
I would like to be able to say something like, well, I was dissatisfied with the generation of young <laughs> men and women that were being being pumped out. So instead of just sitting back and complaining about it, I went to school and to do something about it. That, it's, that's not really it. Um, number one, because I don't think that uh, that the youth of, of America is worse off than anyway. I think that they're they're better off, and I think they'll continue to to advance society. I think that tec technologically and uh, morally and ethically that we'll continue to to grow. Uh, when I decided to get into education, I had if you if you're a disabled veteran, you have there's it's called Chapter 31 Vocational Rehabilitation. You don't have to use the GI Bill. They will totally pay for your college, they'll give you a living allowance, they pay for your books, all this stuff. So I, I wanted to be a barber, which is, I think, after I still do, it's, it's a very noble trade. It's, uh, it's, it's good work, it's a, a, a service that everyone needs, it's, it's a high skill job, you kind of set your own pace. So I was going to go to barber school, and me and my wife, we were talking about it, she said, well, they're, they're going to pay for four years of school, barber school is, is nine months if you you should go get a traditional degree get it in whatever you want and then if you don't do that you can go back we can pay for for barber school out of out of pocket so i said okay i'll get a, a history degree and she was said you're you're an idiot what are you going to do with a history degree <laughs> she was like get something that that they'll hire you for um when you get out i said well I'll be a, maybe a social studies teacher i've always liked when i was in the marine corps in the army i liked giving classes i liked teaching um, you know, the, you know, I said, well, maybe I would, and I like history, so that's what I, I did. And the more I was in college, um, I could, I could tell, being a, an older, non-traditional student, that um, the the professors and uh, a lot of the staff at colleges have a real, real narrow view of the world and a real bias of uh, view of the world that um, that. They don't take into account the, the, the realities of, of a lot of things. And I think that they feel safe and secure in the, those universities and environments. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I kept, I, I listened to them. I didn't, wasn't abrasive, didn't argue. I, I would definitely take into account their, their viewpoints. But I thought, I'm, you know, once I get through, I'm going to focus on social studies at a higher level and we'll focus on government. And I'm going to make sure that I'm presenting. Um, um, history and the social sciences to our students in a balanced and and fair way. I'm not going to push my agenda on them. I think that kids are more than capable, young adults especially in, in high school, are more than capable of determining how they feel, who they want to be, who's to blame in society, what they want out of society without me pushing them in a, in a particular um, direction. They may come to a different conclusion than me and say whatever, but that the more that I thought about that and the more social science classes and social studies classes and um, psychology and sociology classes that I, that I took, the more I wanted to teach, the more I wanted to do this. So the, being the barber, we just got complete, put it completely on the, the back burner and I focused on, on social studies. Not, and I didn't want to just be some of the social studies teachers that I had where it was, hey, do these, do these definitions and then we'll talk about them or do this Read, read section one and then do the mm -hmm. questions at the end of the, the section. I wanted to do meaningful things and, and teach them not to, not to judge our past in the context of our own time, to be critical thinkers, to, to think about things that ha has happened, things they want to happen, and, 
Except wherever they came down on things didn't matter to me as long as they would think. As long as they would think for themselves and think critically and, and be better better people. That was that was my goal was coming out of college and, and being a teacher. Um, how I got to become a principal, I, I'll never know. <laughs> All right. So, Dr. Smith, my question for you is, you were recently named Principal of the Year. Tell us about what that means to you, honor-wise. Well, it's, I'm, I, I'm a lot like Ricky Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> I, wake up, I wake up in the morning and I sweat excellence. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, I'm, I was very, very humbled by the experience. Um, I had no idea that it was going to happen, which kind of makes me nervous that this whole school can keep a secret. The, the entire <laughs> they staff. did. They did a really good job keeping and, it uh, under lock. I think may have, what may have helped, I was out that week for uh, for COVID, but it. I don't. I don't wake up in the morning thinking what kind of accolades can I get. I want someone to recognize um, what I'm doing. Um, I, I come in every day genuinely trying to do um, a good job and and lead by example. I don't have the the opinion that. Um, if I come in and the sidewalks are covered in snow and the custodian can't get here and it's the buses are coming, it's not that it's not it's someone else's job to get that done. It has to be done. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to, you know, I'll get out there and I, I'll do that. If a class needs coverage, I will go in and, and, and do that. Um, I, I'm not... Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to get, get my hands dirty. I'm not afraid to, to put in the hours and, and, and do the work. Uh, I still have a lot of growing to do. I'm for, I'll be 45 years old in two weeks. Um, but I, I, there's a lot that I still need to learn. Um, I'm still, I still consider myself a, a novice uh, administrator. Um, I learn all the time. Luckily, that there, I've had a lot of great mentors in, uh, in the county. Uh, you know, my first boss, Valerie Harper, um, she taught me a lot of a lot of what I do came from her, and uh, also Jason Redmond from from Nitro. Um, he's uh, he's very smart. Um, he thinks things through. Where sometimes I just wanna I just act, and you know I've learned that lesson that maybe sometimes I don't have to make a decision right now. So I, I think that all of those kind of things combined allowed me to 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 get that award. It was the work that other people put in on me and made me a, a better leader and, and a better administrator. It wasn't something that I just come up with on my own. I didn't, I didn't uh, have some kind of new philosophy about administration or say I don't want to do things different. I took the best parts of all my mentors and tried to apply them in my day-to-day my -day life and then other people that I've maybe not worked for but, but been around. I, I constantly watch and I try to learn and sometimes I learn what not to do. Like I don't, that was, that may not be the best decision. I don't, don't want to do that. Um, so I just, I constantly, it's just, just try to do things that's, that's going to improve um, what I'm doing and ultimately improve the, uh, the culture here at school. All right, Dr. Smith, my question for you is, what is your vision for the school and community? And what do you hope to accomplish during your career as principal here? Um, my goal is to be number one in the state, athletically, um, academics, um, socially, school culture, um, all that. I'm not, and if I don't make number one and I fall short, 
Okay, well, the bar is high, so if I fall short from a high bar, I'm still setting uh, records. We're setting records. Uh, this school last year went from, out of 250-some schools, we were um, out of the top 100, and now academically we're in the top 20 in uh, math and the top 30 in, in, in ELA, and our kids are just as smart, smart just as fast, um, just as pretty, just as everything as, as any other community, and I have nothing but nothing but faith in them. I mean, it's uh, it's not uh, the the answers are all there. This is a strong community. This the the values of this community are, are strong. Um, I have strong parent support. I want my kids go here. I I want the same thing that the Portses want. I want the same thing that the Vances want. I want. I want a strong, healthy community, a peaceful community that my kids can go to school in. I want um, a place that they can excel in academics and a place that's preparing them for the future, whether it's to go into college, the military, or, or straight in the workforce. Um, that's, what, uh, that's what I expect as a, as a principal and as a, as a father and as a, as a taxpayer. You know, a lot of people, there's a lot of money that's that's being spent and there's a levy coming up and we're going to ask for for the taxpayers to continue to fund things well you know it's it may not be a private business but we owe them a product the product we owe them is is capable youth that's uh that's ready to be our next uh providers healthcare givers protectors educators um you know they're 17 now but in 10 short years they're going to be looking at 30. i mean that's it's it's an investment you know it's it's kind of cliche to say oh it's the kids are our future or they're it or it's an investment in it but it it truly is i mean we need a, a strong um productive um citizenry and i don't i don't mince any words about it uh, you know I, my, i'm i'm going to i'm going to do that i'm going to provide that uh, that kind of environment so it's true that we're pretty Oh, 100%. <laughs> well, what I do is I get up and I, I check me out in the morning. <laughs> and th when I said, okay, I set the bar high, the bar being high is, is how pretty I am. And then if anybody falls short of that, I mean, they're still, they're still pretty. <laughs> I will say, all of this is being asked by Michael Fisher, who currently has zombie face paint on. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like the Joker. Yeah, uh, shout out to Lisa Jennings and Alexa Adams. But uh, I made a kid cry at the Piggly Wiggly, so I feel no. really bad. <laughs> well, one more question. What is your favorite cartoon? Oh, like now or then? Okay, yeah. thank you. See, they said that to me earlier, and then yeah. they were, I, I, I answered like that, and then they were like, you still watch cartoons? I'm like, sometimes. Yeah, of course. Both. But, so, uh, but the first favorite, the, well, I had, it was probably a tie when I was younger, was, um, was He-Man and G.I. Joe. Good ones. Like I like I like like don't don't ever get it twisted on my He-Man <laughs> knowledge. Like I know them all. You, I can name them all. Like right now. Wait, can we? <laughs> do you guys have you guys ever seen it? No. 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 I've seen clips. <laughs> there's a new one on Netflix. Uh, Marco Mills still the voice. Oh, okay. did, did you? And did you watch that? I watched you you got ALC tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, I'm just kidding. It's uh, and. Uh, I like He-Man, but it was weird. Like my my I, back earlier, I said I grew up in um, in poverty and violence and drugs. Well, you can't never forget the what it's like living in in Appalachia. All that may be going on, 
but you were still raised um, fire and brimstone Southern Baptist. So mm -hmm. my mom would have these have moments of clarity to where she would straighten up and she wanted to do the right thing. And then I wasn't allowed to watch He-Man at my mom's house because it was called Masters of the Universe. And she said, there's only one master of the universe, and it ain't Prince Adam. And the preacher said, <laughs> we ain't watching that. So I was like, but it's cool to watch G.I. Joe where they shoot other people, in the, you know. <laughs> and she was like, no, you can watch the, the Hanna-Barbera cartoons from, like, the 70s, and they were, they were awful. But Mama didn't care what I watched. So I'd go to Mama's house after school and watch, watch He-Man and G.I. Joe. I'm a huge uh, SpongeBob fan oh yeah no. my favorite is when he played Thank the you. is when he played the bu 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 the bu 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 bubble bowl <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about name name one song from spongebob it's not a banger that's true i mean they're all campfire song that's that's a good one i'm saying that's a good one it's top tier you and fish should start your own like sissonville themed uh, Spongebob podcast. I I'm down if you are. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Like, Macy used to watch it all the time, too. You guys don't know Macy Smith, my daughter, 12th grade, drum major. I was, she was in her room, and she was playing when she was a kid, and I kept hearing, bah, bah, and I was like, what is, Amy said, is she acting like a sheep? And I said, no, she's laughing like Spongebob. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was, I used to joke, that's, that's what we, I would turn it on when it was nap time, and it turned out it was her putting me to sleep. Like, I would wake up, and she was doing who knows what when she was a baby. That's and amazing. I fell asleep with SpongeBob. All right, so there is a question that's been going around the school about you. It's a, it's a little rumor. Might as well just clear the waters now. Uh, Mr. Smith, why are you bald? Uh, it's genetics. I thought you, I thought you were going to ask. I've been watching the ones like, are you natty or not? <laughs> <laughs> are you natty? Oh, I 100%. 100%. Yeah. Good to know. Um, Top G up. <laughs> it, uh, I don't know, like it was, uh, like I held on to my hair great until I was about 28. And then like I got out of the shower and always kept like a high and tight. And I looked down and I was like, I can see the top of my head. I'm just going to shave it off. <laughs> so I, it's kind of asymmetrical. It looks like I got cracked in the head with a hammer when I was little. Like there's a knot in some other place, but <laughs> it's uh, and there is a scar here. Like I, it, it didn't deform, but I don't know what I did there. But if you look in the back of my head when it grows out, you can see there's a ton of scars. Oh my god! Like back here too. Wow. So you probably couldn't pick that up when I turned around because I wasn't in the microphone. Right? <laughs> I think it was. I think we got some of the gem or the uh, capture yeah. echo. I thought this was going to be more like the Joe Rogan experience. Oh, we apologize. In terms of content, matter of fact, I'm glad it's not well. You know, been, it would, Politics. We would all had some some explaining to do if yeah. it would have been. Carson's <laughs> working on trying to figure out how to do some video stuff. Oh, sweet! At some point, we got the green screens and all that mm -hmm. stuff up there. Yeah. Yep. That would be sweet, though. I do just want to say I I I appreciate you um, sharing about your PTSD and also your um, like family upbringing because, and also just like watching people and like learning from their life because I feel like a lot of times it's easy, you know, I'm, I'm not just generalizing, I'm saying, you know, for myself, but, you know, for all of us too, it's easy to say, well, my family this, my right. family that, or, you know, oh, like this, this issue that I'm dealing with, I'm going to let it define the rest of my life, you know, and it's, and it's, 
you know, I think inspiring for some kids who would say, I could never be a principal. I can never, you know, do all these things. But when they hear you say, like, I still feel I'm the principal of the year, but I still feel like a novice. Like, yeah. that's encouraging for them to say, OK, well, if if Dr. Smith can do it, I can do it, too. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, I'd, I wish I would have done better. And like the things that keep me out, up at night is the the wasted time between 16 and 27 years old mm -hmm. the the decisions that I that I made but those those life experiences has gotten me to where I where I am today and if I can head somebody off and get you know push them in the right direction ahead of that that's 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 a win um, and I don't uh, it's it's easy to blame upbringing it's easy to blame society. It's easy to blame the government. It's easy to blame politics. It's easy to, to blame. What's hard is hard work. What's hard is doing the right thing and setting, uh, putting things on the back burner and setting a goal and working hard to, 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 to meet that goal. Um, I truly feel that we live in a community where the vast majority of, of people are are willing to do that. The parents are instilling that in their, their kids. I see it in our athletic programs. I see it with our teachers. There, there's a reason why a big chunk of our teachers are from Sissonville. There's a big chunk of our teachers that I either went to school with or graduated after I did or, or before I did. There's a reason that, that Miss Little has spent her entire career here. Mm -hmm. There is, there, there's, it's because people in Sissonville community are and you know when I talk about the Sissonville community, I mean everything from from Chandler Drive to Allen's Fork. I mean it's 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 a special place. Um, the people are hard workers, you know. It's and it's a, we have working professionals, we have blue collared workers, we have uh, we have the working poor, we have everything in between, um, and the vast majority of them are, are great people that are working hard and they want better for their kids than 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 they had. And uh, I was having a conversation with a friend just um, the other day. I'm not, I'm not going to feel bad for working hard and being able to give my daughter a car when she was 16. Mm -hmm. Because my, my grandparents, they would have done that for me if they could have afforded it. You know, I'm, uh, I'm not, at the same, I'm not going to spoil them, but I'm going to give right. them the opportunities that I, I didn't have. Like, for me, it was, what are you going to do after high school? Well, for my kids, you're going to get a post-secondary education. It's not a, mm -hmm. are you going to work, are you going to the military, are you going to, you know, you're going to do something, you're going to continue your, your education. So it's, um, and I think, like I said, I think the vast majority of the, the people in this community, whether they are wealthy, whether they're middle class, or whether they're struggling, they want to work hard, and they are working hard to provide their kids with a, a better, better life than they have. I guess the goal of everyone should be y'all's goal when you grow up and have some babies. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, Dr. Smith. Um, congrats on the principal of the year. Well, thank um, you. Before you leave, uh, I'm pretty sure Sam's got a sticker for I you. I do have a sticker for you. Um, I gotta find it. Okay, well, get the sticker now, I guess. I think my my wife, she's been my she's my biggest ally, and she was like, "Remember, this is this is for school. Watch what you say. Don't." <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Well, I hope uh, some students can use this in their lives. Some stuff that he talked about. Yeah. What? What? I, yeah. <laughs>
Yep. You're yeah. so great at this. You just like you love to Tristan's thing is he likes to end it. Like yeah. he he's like all right. No, it's that it was time to end it last time, and you just made fun of me for it. <laughs> no, but you're good at ending it. You're like, well, I'm just gonna end it. Do like I do. I get off the intercom. Like, all right, okay, see I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I love you. <laughs> that is funny. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Smith, for being here. Thanks, Thanks for, for being me. on the podcast. As Johnny Cash once said, "We'll meet again." <laughs> see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Audios. See you, man. Peace. <laughs> that good. That's great. I actually don't have a sticker. I'll have to get it for you. <laughs> <laughs> the Bill Talks Podcast is a production of the Sissonville Strategic Media Club. This episode's hosts were Peyton Butcher, Michael Fisher, Tristan Ports, Sam Scott, and Carson Vance. Our special guest was Dr. Gene Smith. Our theme music is Red Stripes by Hunter Parks. Our sponsor music is Tuning by Liberty. You can view our end-user copyright license agreements via Soundstripe in the show notes.